The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. To the house, This is unbelievable. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Danny Cannell, Chip Patterson, Barton Simmons, and Tom Fernelli. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. I'm Chip Patterson. We have a new Heisman Trophy winner, the first wide receiver to win it since 1991 when Desmond Howard did. The third wide receiver joining Tim Brown and the aforementioned Desmond Howard. It is wide receiver Devonta Smith. Tom Fernelli, you're a Heisman voter. Have been mm-hmm. for a couple years. You picked the correct winner in many previous years. Did you pick the correct winner? Because your job isn't to pick correct. You you are a voter, but was the player that you had in the first spot of a first, second, and third place vote was your first place vote getter? the Heisman Trophy winner, Devonta Smith. I am happy to announce that my record of picking the Heisman winner every single year in voting for that winner since I've had a vote remains perfect. Mm. Yes, Devonta Smith was my Heisman winner. And I know that our, our long-lost friend, Barton Simmons, is somewhere doing a victory dance right now. But Barton... I believe you had a large part in this, but I was on Devonta Smith before you started pushing it too. So <laughs> I, you asked me a million times on the show who I was voting for. And I told you I couldn't vote or I couldn't tell you who I was voting for, but I believe that a wide receiver will win the award before a running back does. I was, I was signaling it. So I am perfect. One for one. Devonta Smith was my one. Before we get into Devonta Smith, let's go ahead and get this out here. I had uh, Lawrence as my two and Trask as my three. I had Najee Harris as my two. Respect. Trevor as my three. Respect. My, uh, I felt like cutting, Mac Jones was tremendous. Statistically elite. The completion percentage was awesome. The passer rating was incredible. But I felt comfortable separating uh, Devonta Smith from Mac Jones because so many of the plays that made Devonta Smith awesome 
happened with yards after the catch. They happened on simple throws that he turned into uh, highlight reel touchdowns. And Mac Jones has an incredible deep ball, but Devonta Smith was always like 15 yards free every single time he was catching those deep balls. And again, like this is with a bunch of love for Mac Jones, but so I felt uh, more comfortable taking him out of the mix from this like very complex narrowing because I, I really struggled. I really struggled trying to figure out among what I saw as like five or six good options. How do you narrow this to three? I think I took him out first Mm-hmm. And I think that Najee was probably the one that I, I really left out as like the last one where I was kind of debating between Harris and Trask as my third spot. Yeah, no, I, I had a similar kind of process. It was, I mean, like I said, I was very early in the year. Devonte, I was like that. This is somebody who should be more in the Heisman talk. And in my eyes, he was a very clear Heisman candidate. I didn't make the decision till the end. I just want to make that clear what I said earlier, but it was... Devonta was clearly in there for me. Uh, when it came to Najee Harris, I just feel like if you look at his numbers and his production every single game, I mean, that's an amazing season. And he, He's also got that same thing that Smith does where it's like screen pass to Najee Harris. Yeah, and then 60 he makes yards. every time. It's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. how many negative plays did yeah. Najee Harris have? And you, you can't say that. Like Travis Etienne had a lot of negative runs, and then he would break things off. Najee Harris really never had negative runs, at least none that really come to mind. So I put Najee second, also partially because like when it came to Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and Kyle Trask, like – the fa- First of all, I wish you could vote for five guys, because especially in a year like this, it would have made life a lot easier because trying to figure out which one of those three I was putting at third was kind of like, oh, I, I, I don't know. But in the end, I think Trevor, had he not missed two games, probably finishes second on my ballot. Because mm-hmm. if you look at his numbers, like I, I mentioned on HQ, like we, we feel like he didn't have a great season, yet he set a career high in passing efficiency this year. As far as yards per game, he was throwing for more yards per game this year than he had in any previous season. And as you mentioned on HQ as well, he did it without really, you know, a marquee receiver. Like part of what works against Mac Jones is He's a very good quarterback and he's had a terrific season and he has not made any mistakes, but he also has a wealth of options around him and he does a magnificent job of getting the ball to them and then letting them do the things that they do, turning six yard slants into 50 yard touchdowns, turning a four yard swing pass or a wheel route into a 40 yard touchdown after you hurdle a defensive back down the sideline. And there's obviously an art to that because a lot of quarterbacks have had elite talent at the college level and haven't been able to do what Mac Jones did. So he seriously deserved it. And then when it comes to Kyle Trask, it's like, my God, the numbers, numbers. he put up Stupid. were ridiculous. And as I mentioned earlier tonight, you know, you look at that, if he has that kind of season three or four years ago, he's the clear cut winner. Like there's not even a discussion. It's just, we're now in an age where, Every quarterback, or not every quarterback, but a lot of quarterbacks are putting up eye-popping numbers like that. And I also think that one of the things for me in my process of trying to figure out that who I was going to put on third, Kyle Trask didn't need Kyle Pitts. When Kyle Pitts missed time, Kyle Trask still played well, save for the, the Cotton Bowl against Oklahoma. But of course, votes were in long before that. But Kyle Pitts missed games and Kyle Trask still balled out. There was still the situation in my mind that when Kyle Pitts did play, 
and this kind of, this has worked against Mac Jones as well. He never struck me as the best player on his own team. I felt like Kyle Pitts was the best player on Florida's offense. And Kyle Trask was just a very good quarterback and the second best player on the offense. I think that Mac Jones was the third best player on the offense. And that's if we don't include offensive linemen. So then when I compare it to Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is the best player on Clemson's offense. Trevor Lawrence might be the best quarterback overall in the country. Maybe the numbers don't match up to it, but just as far as quarterback, he's probably the best one in the country. So in the end, that was kind of the tiebreaker that I used to put him at third. But again, like the gap between those three was like this. And it get, it gets to the point where you're just kind of picking nits because you can only put three on there. The, uh, you know, that's the like NFL scouts, their sheet that they take requires pros and cons. Mm-hmm. So the be- the reason that we've got anonymous scout trashing an obviously good player every NFL draft is because you have to put something in the cons. And so you just end up taking that and extrapolating it. To your point about Trevor Lawrence, I I think a lot of people are going to forget he threw for 400 yards against Ohio State. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's the thing. Because, like, he's so good and he's been so – like, we, we forget. This is a dude that showed up as a freshman quarterback and won a national title. Mm-hmm. This is a kid that took over for Deshaun Watson, the greatest quarterback in the history of that program. He had to step directly in to those shoes of the greatest QB. We had one Kelly history. Bryant year. Real quick. Yeah. We had the 2017 Kelly Bryant year that they got exposed oh, yes. by, by Alabama in the Sugar Bowl in the semifinal. But then he takes over for Kelly Bryant the final year, ends up going for 303 tutties mm-hmm. against Notre Dame, 303 tutties against Alabama. And with by throwing for 400 yards, he officially set a new program record for passing yards per game breaking Deshaun Watson's national championship winning total, which he had Mike Williams, like which he had like certified NFL players as the uh, top option. Hunter Renfro also obviously caught the game winning touchdown pass against Alabama. You you're a hundred percent right. He came in behind Deshaun Watson had better numbers with less proven talent at wide receiver. He was the best player on the team. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, and it, he was so good that, like you said, he had 400 yards and the loss to Ohio state. Most people are going to forget because up oh, just another typical Trevor game where he's amazing. Ah, oh, it's boring. I'm getting used to it. Yeah. So that's, that's why you had him as your uh, top quarterback. I had him as my number two again, Trask at number three, just because it was almost like mind boggling stats. Like, I, I don't know. I can't explain this. I made fun of him on this podcast. I said he threw paper airplanes, but I will tell you that he still earned a a place on my Heisman Trophy ballot because you are not that productive without being outstanding. And the award is for the most outstanding player in college football. Uh, anything from the ceremony tonight that you uh, that you enjoyed? Uh, I enjoyed Devonta's suit. Good I suit. think that he is a very astute dresser. And in addition to being a beautiful man, as I mentioned on CBS Sports HQ, great cheekbones, beautiful face, (laughs) well-dressed. He's, he is probably our, our best looking Heisman trophy winner in recent memory. Mm -hmm. And and the other well-dressed man that I noticed was uh, Trevor Lawrence's brother who looks like the person that if you are in town and you see that guy, that's the guy you want to hang out with because that guy will have a good time. He will make sure you have a good time. And he knows everywhere you need to be 
to have a good time. Yeah, didn't he have uh, a little bit of like music festival energy? Like he he has the all access wristband, but he's just kind of mm-hmm. floating between VIP and the regular area. Oh, he knows everybody. Yeah, like of- when he walks into the room, it's everybody knows. Like it's like, oh, I think his name is Chase. Chase is here. Hey, Chase. <laughs> like everybody knows Chase and Tom. Um. Yeah, I I liked the uh, the intimate look into the family. It reminded me a lot of uh, the NFL draft. Remember when we had it virtually, and oh, the NBA draft also had the same thing. I wasn't paying as much attention then, but you know, you kind of kind of dive in, you kind of get a little bit of a look at at everybody. But um, I, I I look forward to getting everyone together because as great as it was to see all the former Heisman Trophy winners on Zoom, uh, I would prefer to get them all up on stage so they can really flash their uh, their style. And uh, and shout out to Bomani Jones for this one. He said, uh, I would have loved to see all the grandchildren helping their granddad get on Zoom <laughs> for the Heisman Trophy <laughs> ceremony. Lot of, lot do of do not- I click this? What do I do? What's what's this button? Am I... Am I should I click this link? Are we are we on are we on the intranet here? <laughs> um, Honey, there's a prince here that says he has money for me. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's go ahead and turn the page forward before we get out of here to next year's Heisman Trophy award. Uh, I've got some odds here. We've got Spencer Rattler right now as the Heisman Trophy favorite, followed behind on the odds board by DJ Uyunglele from Clemson, Sam Howell from North Carolina, Bryce Young, uh, the successor to Mac Jones. Unless Mac Jones wants to come back, which we'll see. Uh, Bryce Young, Derek King, JT Daniels, Keaton Slovis, a little bit further down the line, we get to Brees Hall from Iowa State. Brian Robinson, the next running back up from Alabama. Emory Jones, Jane Daniels from Arizona State. Michael Penix, Tyler Shuck. Uh, anybody stand out to you? Either, let's let's say, let's go one name either from the top that you think has an advantage over the others and then maybe one flyer that you think could move up the board. Well, I think, you know, I, I think that going forward, I talked about this earlier tonight to HQ a little bit. I, I think that this is an award that more and more is we're going to see not a, not a requirement, but kind of like an, an unspoken requirement in the eyes of in the minds of most voters. You have to be on a playoff team to win the Heisman or at the very least a team that is still competing for a playoff spot once the voting is done. So I think that eliminates a lot of players on this list because I think Sam Howell is very good, but I don't think North Carolina is competing for a playoff spot next year. I don't think Miami is competing for a playoff spot next year. Maybe USC, but until I see it, I don't think USC is competing for a playoff spot. I don't think Brees Halls in Iowa State are competing for a playoff spot. So then we're kind of with Spencer Rattler, DJ Uyunglele, Bryce Young, if he takes over the starting job, maybe JT Daniels at Florida, maybe Brian Robinson or Emory Jones. And then after that, I think the long shot, I I would say I would go with the favorite right now, Spencer Rattler, because we saw how strongly he finished the season. And I think going into his sophomore year, he's going to put up excellent numbers. We've seen Oklahoma quarterbacks win the award quite a bit recently. And I think that that was an Oklahoma team that finished strong and is going to be back in the playoff picture again next year. But the long shot, not all that different from what just happened tonight, Chip. John Mechie, the third sitting there at 25 to one. Now, Mm. granted, 
You could have gotten Devonta Smith at about 25 to one a month ago when Barton first started bringing him up on this here show as a Heisman candidate. He was at 50 to one. So maybe they're catching on with the preseason odds that we shouldn't have him this long. But I, I don't like trying to figure out a Heisman winner this far ahead of time because we see it too many times. Like this time last year, none of us are picking Devonta Smith. A lot of times it's not the favorite. It's a guy that kind of, you know, comes unexpectedly and ends up being the pick. So I, I would, I would wait it for a while, but right now I would say Spencer Rattler is the most likely. Yeah. Give me B. John Robinson. Not a bad pick at all. It's just Texas, you know, Sark better have him playing for a big 12 title and for a playoff berth. Cause it's going to be hard for a running back to get in there anytime soon. I'm telling you. Yeah, but it's just, it'd be so, like, we've seen what he did with Najee. And, you know, Najee, as you mentioned, somebody that was on your ballot, somebody who finished fifth in the Heisman voting. And we do have Texas Heisman Trophy winning running backs. Like, they can just kind of build that narrative and we can kind of put it into motion. And then, especially if we get, like, Texas and Oklahoma battling for it, because I'm right there with you with Rattler. Like, the reason that he's a favorite is because Baker Mayfield, Heisman Trophy winner, Kyler Murray, Heisman Trophy winner, and Jalen Hurts, Heisman Trophy finalist. Uh, this year was the first year that Lincoln Riley has been a head coach, and he's not had a Heisman Trophy finalist. Hot seat. Hot seat. <laughs> I think hot seat. For sure. So, no, that is why Spencer Rattler is the Heisman Trophy favorite right now, because uh, we, we've got to snap back. We've gotten off beat, and now we need to get back on beat, and that's going to happen with Rattler as a finalist. I'd say that's a lock. Whether he wins or not, you know, whole season to tell there. Bijan Robinson, I like that as a dark horse just because Steve Sarkeesian has done a good job of highlighting his best skill players and letting them go make uh, plays in space. Also, Bijan Robinson can add that special teams flair, right? Yeah. Does it? Yeah, he, he could be a little punt returner out there and sort of figure out ways to get some extra bonus points. But um, I'm with you. The playoffs dominate too much of the conversation for me to think that a player who is not at least playing for a conference title on conference championship Saturday, mm -hmm. I, I think it's going to be real tough to be a Heisman Trophy finalist uh, moving forward. He is Tom Fernell. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. We will be back tomorrow, Wednesday, so that we can answer your questions. We also will get Danny Cannell weighing in on the Heisman Trophy and much, much more, including uh, the latest on whatever we know from the COVID-19 situation at Ohio State. As we record here at 9 p.m., the game is still on for January 11th. If we're picking Heisman winners, I'll also take bets. I think that we probably played on January 11th. Yeah, probably. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Tom, thank you very much. Thank you. Good job, Barton. perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. 
Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. 